Hello, everybody, and welcome to Navigating the Noise. This is season three of Navigating the Noise, and it is uh, quite a special season um, as we are all going through the global pandemic and dealing with both the personal and professional implications of it. And we are, we are midstream. Um, we are right in the middle of it. And that's why we decided here on Navigating the Noise to just jump right in. Uh, you'll see this time we've got things are a little bit different. Um, I'm coming to you from my library in on the West Coast in the Pacific Northwest in Portland, Oregon. I am not only your host, but I'm also going to be the engineer. So bear with me as we navigate through this season. We figured we'd go quickly, start getting some things out there in the spirit of navigating the noise where we try to give you information to think about what's going on, how to navigate the noise of both the current situation and also what could be coming in the future. And so I'm Brian David Johnson. I'm your futurist and your host. And what I'll be doing is just like all the other seasons, we'll go be going through the three different sections of the podcast. Uh, the first one is called The Road Ahead. That's where myself as a futurist, I bring in the research that I've been doing and I've been doing quite a lot of work these past few weeks as we've been dealing with this pandemic. And then the second section is called What Matters. This is where we bring in industry experts, people who are doing work in this area, dealing with it, have some interesting ideas. And we're going to bring in lots and lots of different people as we move through season three. And certainly if you have any suggestions, please um, email me and email us here at Navigating the Noise. And then finally, in the spirit of the podcast, we're going to end with our three things to do section. This is the section where with all of this information, we want to give you three things to do today to start preparing for tomorrow. And certainly I think there could be no better time than the time that we're dealing with to actually be able to take our energies and actually start doing work now as where many of us are sheltering in place and are in lockdown and certainly we're experiencing quite a lot of disruptions. Now again, I want to say that Navigating the Noise is sponsored by The Alliance. They're the ones bringing this to you and certainly we'll be talking more and more with them as we go through this. So let's start with the road ahead. So for myself, as a futurist, a lot of people here in the last few weeks have been getting in touch with me and saying, okay, BDJ, as a futurist, how are you viewing the current situation? You know, how are you, how does a futurist think about this pandemic? And we'll have an ongoing conversation about this around what I think about what comes next and where we might go and ways of dealing with it. But let's talk about what we're dealing with right now. You know, and what everybody wants to know, and many of you who know the podcast and know me, people ask this all the time. It's like, could you have predicted this? Could you have predicted the pandemic? And what I tell people is, number one, well, no, because I don't make predictions. That's not the type of futurist I am and not the spirit of this show. It's not our job to be right. It's not our job to say, okay, here's where we think the future is going. And then when we get there, we are right. That's not the type of applied futurist and really not the intent of this show. The show is really to get it right. How do we make sure that we give you the information, give you the tools and tips so that you can start preparing for the future today so when that future does arrive, you are prepared? So on one level, the idea of me predicting a pandemic is really kind of useless. But I'll tell you, as a futurist and certainly as a, the director of the Arizona State University Threat Casting Lab, we have certainly uh, threat casted pandemics and global pandemics. We have looked at these types of um, occurrences. Now, certainly we didn't do just like COVID-19, but we have looked at pandemics. And what I can tell you how I view pandemics is from a systems thinking standpoint. For me, a pandemic is really a massive destabilization. 
And that's why it's so painful is it's a destabilization of all the processes and procedures that we know and we rely on. It's destabilization in our professional lives. It's destabilization in our personal lives. Certainly we're seeing our global economy be massively destabilized. So we need to understand that that's sort of how I look at it is to say, how, is, how are things being destabilized? And I think that's what a lot of us are dealing with. And there are two things that make this quite unique in this type of global destabilization. One is that it is indeed global. A lot of destabilizations that I've also done work on, I've done work with FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Association, where we looked at uh, wildfires in the west here of the United States, as well as earthquakes um, wildfire and hurricanes and tornadoes. And these are regional destabilizations, you know, and that's why they're a little bit more manageable because they're just held to a small area. And so one of the things that makes this so massive and so hard to deal with certainly is that it is global. It is a global destabilization. But the other thing I think that makes it really, really unique is the speed with which it happened. So we were going along about a month ago and we were at this level of normal. And then in the span of one, two, three weeks, we dropped to this new normal where we are sheltering in place, where we're seeing businesses shuttered, where we're seeing the economy have these big shocks being put to them. And that's also one of the things that we're experiencing is this drop, almost like a roller coaster. Uh, we haven't really gone back up yet, but we really dropped down. And this is really, really destabilizing. So that's one of the things that I put forward to people is that what you're experiencing is not only destabilization, but what destabilization does is it shows the possible weaknesses or the possible flaws in our systems. Now that could be in businesses, in economies, um, in global systems, but it also could be in our personal lives, right? And how we get toilet paper or how we get things um, in our local supply chains. So that would be one of the things I would put to you. So myself, as a futurist, as your futurist, as I'm dealing with this and starting to work with people, that's one of the ways that I approach it. It is, yes, it's a global pandemic, but really what it is underneath it, the story behind the story is we're experiencing this massive destabilization and we're right in the middle of it. And certainly we have hit a bottom and we've hit a normal, but it's not our new normal. We're all dealing with sort of this destabilized change and we do need to know that we will start to move out of it. But that's actually for another show. We'll get into that on another show when we've got another, some other great guests to kind of talk about that. So that's kind of what I would give to you as you start to deal with this. Take that as an as a opportunity to look at the systems in your business, in your industry, in your market, even in your personal life to see how things are destabilized and begin to think about how could you make them better? What could you do to actually start to be more resilient? So as we come out of this, and we will come out of this, how do you build better stronger lives, stronger businesses. So that is the road ahead. So next, let's go to what matters. And so as a part of what matters, we've um, invited a guest on. So let me bring him into the conversation. There he is. So I wanna introduce Clive Ratton. He's from the BTA, the Business Travel Association. He's coming to us from uh, Ellsbury in the UK. Um, Clive, welcome to Navigating Noise. Thanks for, thanks for uh, dealing with the time change and, uh, and joining us today. Could you tell uh, the, the viewers and the listeners to the podcast a little bit about yourself and also about BTA? Sure. Well, firstly, great to be here, Brian. Thanks for the invite and uh, delighted to be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, Clive Radden, I'm the CEO of the Business Travel Association, which is uh, the association that represents travel management companies here in, in the UK. We have um, around about uh, 86 uh, TMC members. Uh, that do about 32 million transactions a year and about 10 billion pounds uh, in, uh, in in revenue through that 
um, through a 12-month period. So for me, I've been in the industry uh, uh, quite a long time, um, really in this role since September, which is you know, very proud to take on this role to represent the travel management industry in the, in the UK. Uh, but before this, I ran my own travel management company for four years. Uh, and I, prior to that, uh, was in airlines for 20 years, um, latterly running Etihad um, for eight years in the UK, um, from everything from commercial right the way through to um, airports. So uh, I've been in the industry for, for a long, long time, and uh, that's what we do here in the UK. Great. Thanks for that, Clive. So again, in the spirit of kind of what matters and, you know, you are uniquely positioned, certainly with your background and also what you're doing today. So when you're thinking about the current situation, how are you processing it? And then also, how are you preparing yourself and the association and your members to kind of think about the future and think about kind of what comes next? Yeah, I mean, it, clearly it's uh, an unprecedented situation we found ourselves in. And I, I see it very much in three compartments that uh, we're trying to break it down into for, for our members. The initial piece was just the reactory, reaction phase where we, we suddenly, like you said earlier on, it, it kind of crept up on us. We were aware of it going on around the world. And then suddenly in the UK, it was here and it was all, we were kind of all a bit relaxed about it. And then it suddenly hit. And you were dealing with that initial shock of um, both personally and in, your business life around what was actually happening that you're trying to compute what was happening how you could survive and a, a lot of um, you know our members you know clearly very worried at the uh, the beginning as, as countries began to shut down and the UK began to shut down so we dealt through that phase uh, where you get over the immediate shock and trying to help people through that to say you know let's pull together and understand what's going on and break it down into bite-sized pieces so we can understand what's moving on then we move into the second phase which is very much where we're now and you know very similar to what you were saying we're in this kind of plateau stage where um, the government here in the uk similarly to you in the us have come out and put in some uh, business assistant measures which everybody is now kind of grappled with uh, we're still going on fighting for a few causes as you as you would imagine but genuinely you know everybody has now got to a place where they can um, furlough the staff as we've done here in the uk uh, kind of really hibernated the businesses uh, and getting to a place where they they're beginning to feel comfortable in the new uh, the normal but it's clearly not comfortable for the longer term and then you know the responsibility of the association is to bring those people together to make sure everybody's taking advantage of all of those opportunities to uh, have their business at a stable state and then moving into the third phase which is very much around the recovery phase and how we come out of this and that has to start very quickly i mean it, it's not waiting for the first aircraft to leave from uh, from Heathrow here in the UK, we've got to be planning way before that. And whilst this is you know, a very difficult and um, unpleasant situation we find ourselves in, and I'm not one of saying, you know, we're going to make opportunities out of this bad position, but what it does give us is time to reset and have a look at what we're doing for the business and work together as a community and say, coming out of this, we don't know what it's going to look like, the new, uh, the new world, but we have some ideas from 9-11, the, the volcano, around what a recovery looks like and the importance of the industry really working together to develop it, but equally to make some step changes within the industry to make it a better place. So it's very much those three phases is what our role is to help our members through that. And that's, I, I want to ask a little bit more about recovery. Um, so as you and the association are thinking about this recovery, as you say, we can, we can always be better. Um, certainly as, as business people, um, as sort of global citizens and citizens and as, as humans, we can be better. So as you start to think about 
sort of being better, as you say, as we come out, this is a, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to think, how do we do better business? How do we make better associations and ties? And as you say, I think it's a, a great point. We're not going to wait for the first plane to take off that this work and this work of doing business can really begin today. So as you start to process that, as you said, we can learn a lot from the volcano. We can learn a lot from 9-11. How, what sorts of things are you, are you thinking about? Where are some of those broad areas that, that we might be able to, to, to be better? Um, I think speaking from the, from the UK market, what we have is the industry, which um, from a corporate travel industry is, is wide ranging. You have everything obviously from airlines, hotels, to travel management companies, technology companies, finance. You know, there's a whole lot that comes into the whole ecostructure of the travel management industry. And what we've seen is that um, you know, all of those are running at different paces. Uh, and so it creates some, some tension and some um, you know, pinch points within, within the industry. What we have in this kind of unique situation I find ourselves is everybody's finished at a certain line and therefore we'll start again at another line. So you know, how do we get everybody back in tune and in, in step with each other and use that as an opportunity? So where we've got forces you know, drifting apart up until this point, suddenly we're all together. Is that the power of bringing everybody back in at the same point and going, well, we've all got to recover um, from this scenario. So how do, we, how do we harness that and make it? work um, for all of us and I think yeah, that that's a critical part um, for us is is seeing what that opportunity gives us to reset the industry. One of the things we do Clive here on navigating the noise is we try to give people really constructive advice around sort of going forward and certainly you're in that that mind space as well so do you want to hang out and uh, do the final segment three things to do do you think can I uh, can I put it to you once I uh, I'll give you the second one. I'll do number one and number three, and then I'll give you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ah, thanks. Okay. Okay. So this is the three things to do um, section. Um, three things to do is really what are the three things that you could do today to start preparing for tomorrow? And again, as we all are experiencing this kind of global lockdown, destabilization, and as we start to work through it, I think it's best to also just, you know, uh, be able to apply ourselves, be able to do something, whether it be the, what, what we think or how we start to communicate with people and connect with people. And so, in the spirit of three things to do, I'll do the first one. So the first one I would say is be cautious. Now, certainly in your personal life, be cautious, stay safe, your fam, keep your family safe, keep people who are at risk safe, reach out to your community. But when I say be cautious, I actually mean more as a business professional and as a planner. And oftentimes when, the, when I do work as a futurist, I actually do, um, I depend a lot upon history. History is an incredibly important part of futurism because the thing is, is that history gives us the language to talk about the future. We actually have no language to talk about the future. We actually have to use metaphors and allegories and examples from the past to help orient our brains to think about getting ready and preparing and getting into the future. And so I, I think a great example of being cautious is many of us remember back to 9-11 and the, the September 11th tax um, in the U.S. And one of the things I want to remember from that time is when people were thinking about the future and thinking about the future of business and the future of work, one serious, serious topic of conversation was that human beings, professionals, would never work in high-rise buildings again. Now, I don't say that to make fun of it. I actually remember that that was a serious concern, and we, we can all understand why if we remember that time. You, we had not really thought of, very few people had thought of weaponizing jetliners and flying them into, into buildings. And it was a very scary, very destabilized time, lots of uncertainty, and so people really thought that, and there were debates around it. Now, of course, in the fullness of time, 
you know, we began to see, okay, that we didn't need to do that. There were other precautions that we could put in place. And so turns out we have more skyscrapers today than certainly we did back in uh, 2001. So I think that's one of the things as we think about the future and you think about the future of your business and the industry, be cautious, go slow, you know, take a moment to kind of think about these things because we don't know everything. I think this is what, what Clive had mentioned and, and we've all heard about is that we just don't know. Um, we are in the midst of this. And so as we go through, be cautious, both for your business, but also for yourself mentally, as you're sort of thinking about these things that know that in this time of caution that all these things may not be true. So I think as we proceed forward and you think about the future, go, go cautiously. So that's number one. So Clive, I'll pass it over to you uh, to do number two. Okay, thanks, Brian. Well, number two, um, mine is, is very much around, um, listen, when you're coming out of a scenario like this, the temptation is to go, I know what I've got to do, I've got to move on and not take in what has gone around you. So it is to kind of listen to what the advice is, both from a personal point of view, from a business um, point of view, right across your spectrum, whether it's from your customers, your suppliers, and your staff, and make those decisions informed. And I think one of the, the great things that's um, coming out of this scenario that I'm seeing here where I live is that communities are really coming back together to form um, you know, relationships and help each other out. And uh, people are listening to each other a lot more about what their needs are. And I think, you know, for the, for the business community moving forward is a massive opportunity to, to use that new sense of community uh, of taking advice and listening from each other and not being too proud to listen to that advice because this is uncharted territory and everybody will have an opinion. And, and that's great because you can, so you can really siphon what you want to take from it. But if you, um, if you only speak and you don't listen, um, then I think it's a, it's a very dangerous approach. And I just implore people, we've been through this before, it's just to you know, act fast, but listen to everything around you and don't lose some of the good stuff that always comes out of some pretty bad events and, and park it and look back in anger because that is actually the learnings that we take from this that will improve both our personal lives and our business lives moving forward. Well said, well said. Thank you for that, Clive. So that's, uh, that's number two. And so your third thing of the three things to do is I would say, remember. Um, as I mentioned, I, I wanna use a, a point from history and tell you a really short story about I was a conversation I was having with a student of mine. Um, as you know, I'm a professor at Arizona State University here in the United States. And uh, I was having a conversation with an 18 year old student of mine trying to talk through uh, the current situation. Um, and this was a very the early days when, when we still really didn't know much. We still don't know much, but even earlier and then, and I was trying to explain to him about what it was like and using an example from the past. And I was using the AIDS crisis that we experienced and that, it, that this is early on was a lot like the AIDS crisis. We had a lot of people dying. It was from a virus. We didn't understand the virus. We didn't understand how it worked. Um, and everybody was just really worried. And he kind of paused and, and looked puzzled and looked at me and said, you can die from AIDS? And I had this moment and I realized, oh my gosh, he was born in 2001. He has never known a time when AIDS wasn't completely treatable, when AIDS was, was no longer a death sentence. He's never known a time when it was a death sentence. So that's one of the things I want us to remember. Um, as, as Clive said, we've been here before. We are incredibly resilient. Human beings are incredibly adaptive and resilient. And I would argue that our businesses and our economies and our countries are very resilient. 
Um, and just to remember that we will get to the other side of this. And certainly our normal will look very different. We're never gonna go back to January of 2019, but again, we've lived this before. And remember that we are resilient and that we have the science, we have the economies and the communities and the culture to get through this. So with that, I wanna say, Clive, thank you so much for joining us today. I know this was really quick and I really appreciate you just jumping on the line and, and jumping in with both feet. Uh, that was really, really good of you to do it. And I'm sure everybody really here um, appreciates it. If anybody has any further questions, wants to know more about the Business to Travel Association or get in touch with Clive, we'll make sure to put up more information on the site. And if you have any questions for him, please send them our way. But Clive, I wanna thank you so much for joining us today and uh, be safe. Thank you. So everybody, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for um, going through season one, episode one with me as the host and the, uh, the engineer. We'll, we'll get things a little bit more streamlined as we're going forward, but we really wanted to get this out, get this in front of you, get some different perspectives, um, get the juices flowing and thinking about what we need to do in this time of global crisis. Um, thank you for joining us again. Navigating the Noise is brought to you by the Alliance. Um, if you have any questions for me or you have any topics that you would like us to um, address on Navigating the Noise, please send them our way. We are committed as always to bring as many resources and as many people and as many perspectives to you, again, to give you the perspectives and tools and information you need to, to be successful and to strive. We're gonna put these out as soon as we can make them, as soon as I can record them and we can put them up. And so we're not gonna hold them back in our usual way. So again, I'm Brian David Johnson. I'm your host and engineer. Thank you for joining me on Navigating the Noise and we'll be talking to you soon. Take care. Uh, 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 uh.